<laughs> All righty, you are in for the newest episode of Figuring It Out with Josh and Holly. Oh, hello. And Patrick is um, doing some adult stuff tonight. He will not be here, um, but we got a seasoned veteran, um, and I know you got this. Um, and we're going to start with the most important stuff, and that is your hate-hate relationship with cicadas. How are you holding up? Oh, pretty good. I guess word on the street is they get worse next week. So it's I can't so imagine. funny, people. So you may be listening to this, and you are wondering, like, what the heck is a cicada? You may have never heard about it, or you've heard about it through social media because other people are posting about it. And I personally am of the camp that if you have not witnessed them, you're missing out because I think they're pretty freaking cool. I think it's such a weird phenomena um, and I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, I, I can see that. I, I think people talked about it like almost like you would talk about like a horror movie. So I think, I mean, having never seen a cicada before this year, you have this like idea in your mind, I guess, about like what they might be like. Um, they're definitely scary, especially if you don't expect them to run into your face or like mm -hmm. get caught in your hair. Or they also make like a really scary screaming sound if you get near them. Um, so, I mean, those things are kind of scary, but they're also like you said, are pretty cool because you feel like, um, I don't know, like they're only here seven, like every 17 years and then they go away. So it's like, wow, next time I see this, I'll be like in my late thirties. So I think it's pretty cool that, that we can, that we get to be a part of cicada season. I feel like it's, yeah, that's, I think that is one of the coolest things to me is that it's almost like one of those things like Haley's comet where it's like every 73 years. And mm -hmm. it, that's the coolest thing is like the passage of time with them because every time they roll around, they're almost like a, a new chapter or like, it's kind of like a, a benchmark on your life because the last time this happened, I was 11 years old. So I was like a little kid, mm -hmm. um, had like, I hadn't worked yet. I was still in like elementary school. Mm -hmm. um, like there's just that childhood innocence and you know, everything is like happy go lucky. And yeah. I have a completely um, like childhood-esque lens on how I viewed them the first time fast forward to now I'm married mm -hmm. like with the house and um I have all these adult responsibilities and mortgage all that kind of stuff and it's just <laughs> like payments. so crazy to like think about <laughs> how much has changed from the last time these like these dudes came out from the ground um, and then the next time I'll be 45 like oh maybe I'll be in my 40s son yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to let you self-discover. This is when you find out that I'm not eating. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's just so weird to think how how much happens around this. And the fact that they're cyclical, like, man, they're pretty good with their time telling. They got it down to a science. Yeah, it's not like a range. It's like 17 years, period. Period, <laughs> yeah. Come out. So cool. But the funniest thing is if you have not witnessed these in person, you're probably picturing like some kind of like bug, like flying through the sky. Let me just kind of paint a picture of what a cicada is and like what it does. So imagine a bumblebee, but bigger. So they're pretty chunky. They're kind yeah. of, they're kind of thick boys. And usually insects and animals generally have a, um, kind of a advantage or a evolutionary kind of 
um, sense to them where like they're meant to like fly really well, like they're super aerodynamic <laughs> or they are really good at being camouflaged or like usually right. everything has some kind of, you know, like uh, advantage. Mm-hmm. these guys kind of got the short end of the stick all the way around because they're, it takes them 17 years to come about. And then they're out and about for like six weeks and then they're done. So yeah, they're huge. Yeah. They're slow. They're super slow. They are not coordinated at all. So like <laughs> if you're walking around and you see one, like kind of fluttering, like 20 feet away from you and it's barreling towards you, it there's a probably a 100% chance it's going to just drill you in the face. Cause like, it can't slow down. It's just like, <laughs> it doesn't know how. I just know how it's just like, they're just all flying around. It's like when you're at the skating rink, yes. at like the ice skating rink, but you don't know how to stop. So you just like depend on the wall, like running into a wall. That's pretty much what they're doing yeah. with their life. That's the perfect analogy. Cause they're just running into walls. They're not, they didn't take the time to learn how to stop, which I feel like in that way, I kind of am like a cicada because I don't know how to stop skating oh my gosh. <laughs> without a wall. And the funniest thing, like you said, is like the noise they make because they'll do that. They have the, the nerve to like fly in from like 20 feet out and just drill you in the face and they'll like land on your earlobe. And then you go to like oh grab God, them. Audacity. Yeah. You like go to like, excuse me, sir. And you like go to get rid of them and they're like, Rang! They like scream at you. Like, how dare you be in my space? I know. And it's like, dude, I'm just trying to help you. Cause like you said the other day, they like fall on their back and they can't even get up. Like there's just so many design flaws. This year also their butts are falling off. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff happening. Like, yeah. I don't know what happened with this year's model, but. But you've done it though. You've, you've survived (laughs) to this point. Yeah. I mean. And we're almost, we're almost like. We're starting to see like dead ones on the ground. So I feel like that's a good sign kind of like they're getting to the end of the tunnel <laughs> but also kind of sad because then you're yeah. like oh those little buddies will be gone yeah yeah it's, but, it's kind of a like an analogy of life of just you know we don't really know what we're doing we're flying around for a short period of time some of us kind of have some design flaws some of our butts fall off. some of our butts fall off there's just a lot done back there <laughs> it's a little too close to home <laughs> um but yeah so uh, if you have not seen a cicada, definitely like look them up. They, some people think they look scary, but I think they're kind of endearing just because you only have them for a couple of weeks and then you don't see them again for 17 years. So yeah, don't know what you got till it's gone. And they're living it up while they're here. They are. Sure. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, so seamlessly transitioning from cicadas to our topic tonight. I feel like it kind of did transition pretty well. <laughs> I guess so in a way, yeah. Um, life. Life in general and kind of the, the full circle of life. Um, the topic I wanted to tackle tonight, and I've tried this a couple of times where um, when Patrick is not available, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this solo and just kind of be vulnerable in that space. And then I re-record about three times then I'm like uh hey Holly do you mind uh hopping on I don't think I can do it by myself I need your help so um thank you for well thanks for inviting me too yeah no, I just want to dive in this with you because it's a heavy topic and it's um a lot to unpack everyone handles it differently there's no one right way um but I think when we came up with the idea of doing a podcast Patrick and I We wanted to have conversations that aren't easy, um, ones that are awkward, you kind of stumble through, because those are the ones that I think people need the most. And um, whether it be just sitting in that space 
and kind of genuflecting or just taking some nuggets um, that maybe they don't even. But you got to say that word again. Genuflect. What is that? Genuflect is kind of thing as like reflecting. Oh, okay. I've never heard that word before. Yeah. Um, And so I think if, even if this is not a thing that relates to you in this moment, maybe you take something from it that you can use with loved ones or friends or whatnot um, that are going through this. And I think the reason I wanted to talk about this is because it's something that's kind of affected me recently. Um, And that's just kind of a season of loss. And the weird thing is that there's that old saying of like, it happens in threes Mm -hmm. and you hardly hardly ever have um, just one loss. If someone passes away, it's always like multiple within a short amount of time. Um, and I've had a couple of losses and a short amount of time, like within the last month, um, all across the board from a family member, um, to someone that I really didn't know, um, but was someone in my local hometown community, um, that, uh, he had an impact on me in a way. Uh, but again, I didn't really know him that well, but what I knew of him, um, he seemed like a, a great person and it left an impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, my sister's dog passed away and some people may even say like coupling an animal with like human loss is not, not the same. Um, and for, it's different for everyone. Um, a lot of people would say that dogs are, and animals are like family. Um, and I, really took the loss of my sister's dog heart as well. Um, But in all of that, it's just a lot of trying to figure out everything from that, right? Like Mm -hmm. uh, the initial shock that comes from it. um, You kind of like don't believe it at first. Like you're just like, at least for me. Yeah. Like like part of me like wants to kind of like, it's awful, but I like kind of like laugh for a second because I'm just like, what? Like I'm so shocked. And Mm -hmm. then you kind of like, realize what happened you go through so many stages Mm -hmm. and they're not like linear either like you kind of like bounce around to different things and like disbelief and then Mm -hmm. grieving and then disbelief and then maybe anger yeah the seven stages yeah of grief Mm -hmm. and in addition to like all those stages that you're experiencing um there's just you know the the whole positioning of it all so where am i on that time frame you mm-hmm. know like you you grapple with your own death and mm-hmm. at least i do i i, yeah. I don't know if that's like <laughs> me being like more of a you know like i'm i'm always criti- critically thinking and like deep thinking and mm-hmm. thinking of like those big pictures um and so i'm always thinking of that mortality when when that pops up um, I think about closure or lack of closure. There's just a lot of things that always, um, there's a lot of things to be unpacked, um, when those happen. And then when they happen seemingly back to back in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. you're just like, man, like, yeah. And there just isn't that closure sometimes. And like in the movies and stuff, you see like someone in a hospital bed and everyone gets to kind of say their final goodbyes and then they're gone, but it just sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Like sometimes you haven't talked to someone in a yeah. long time and then they're just gone and mm-hmm. you, you can't 
call them or there's something just so jarring about that. Mm -hmm. that yeah. closure you talked about. And so what I think is um, interesting as I say this, I'm kind of thinking through this in real time is that um, really to this point, we had not really experienced a loss like that together. Mm -hmm. um, we had our own um, kind of our before time battles <laughs> um, of loss. And yeah. then we kind of came together and we were shaped by those. And then we kind of um, merged together or past it. But I'm curious, kind of your journey with loss. So I know that's kind of a vague question. And so however you want to um, decipher that or uh, mm -hmm. make sense of it, but whether it be um, like, how did you view it as a kid versus now? Um, was there kind of a turning point in your life where a loss changed the way you viewed things or however you want to interpret that? Yeah. Um, so as a kid, I think a lot of kids grow up and their first loss that they experience, maybe one of the first is a pet. Um, so I think a lot of people get their first kind of big understanding of like death from maybe a dog passing away or a cat passing away. Um, and then, then you kind of understand like, oh, okay, like maybe you believe in heaven or some kind another kind of afterlife, or maybe you just believe um, like life at that point is, has completed, but, um, but you kind of just talk to your, parents or guardians and, and they kind of let you know what they believe and maybe give you some resources. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really have a pet pass away. Um, so I never really had that early, like very early childhood experience. Um, but when I was, um, when I was five years old, um, my parents had a baby that only lived for um, four days. So I never met her in the hospital. Um, but that was something that I like sensed around me. Um, and I, I don't think I really knew how to grieve it as a child. As a matter of fact, I don't think I really did as a child. I think I grieve more about it now as an adult, mm -hmm. which is kind of funny, I guess, in a way. Um, but just kind of observing my mom and, and my dad and my family members grieving gave me that initial kind of like contact with with death and like like life isn't just forever and ever um yeah uh I think that was my first one and um I'm the oldest grandchild on both sides of my family so I think um I've I'm really lucky that I have I currently still have three grandparents that are still alive um so um, my, my grandfather passed away in 2015 when I was in college. And that was something that I had not experienced anything like that before. Um, and I, I think grieving for me, and I know, I think you're a little bit different about how you're, how you grieve, but I'll let you talk about that. Um, but I think I kind of don't do a very good job about grieving. Like I was in college and I kind of just tried to just ignore the fact that that happened and just kind of like put myself into my work and not really like fully feel the feelings that I needed to feel. Um, and I think at the time I was thinking, you know, I'll just kind of keep myself busy so that way I won't hurt so bad. But I think it's important to kind of take that time, be around family and tell stories and talk about it. Um, just to kind of get those feelings out on the forefront so they're not inside all the time. Um, but 
again, everyone grieves, grieves differently. Like maybe for you, it doesn't help to talk about it. Maybe you just want to write about it or write a song or get out in nature. Um, but just figure out, you know, what that is for you. And I think it kind of just takes, you know, mm-hmm. doing it a couple of times, like maybe after a few losses, you kind of develop that coping strategy that's most effective for you and yeah. surrounding yourself with people that help. Um, but what about, what about you? Um, well, first I appreciate you sharing that because that's, I mean, this whole conversation is heavy. Um, but I think you sharing that there are listeners that relate, um, to, to aspects of that. Yeah. So that's really powerful. You doing that, um, and putting yourself out there. Um, we did an episode, Patrick and I probably, I mean, it was at the beginning, probably like the second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, if you're more of a, a late bloomer with our podcast, I strongly recommend you listening. I think it's episode two. Um, and it's like life experiences that changed our outlook on life. Mm-hmm. And I kind of dive into that in more detail. Um, but long story short is that, um, of my four grandparents, um, my first grandparent passed away when I was a baby. Um, so I don't have too many memories, um, I, their legacy lived on, but, um, in terms of like, uh, memorable, um, experiences I have, there are limited ones, but then the, the, the rest of my three grandparents, they all died unexpectedly from when I was in middle school, all the way up until when I was in grad school. So I lost all three of them, um, really without closure for all three. And each one of those shaped 100% my outlook on everything now. Um, whether it be, uh, something as like silly as, you know, getting in like little arguments all the way up to, um, like what I want out of life and what I want my legacy to be. So um, there's a good chance we both cry during this, (laughs) (laughs) at least me. Um, but I think how I handled the first um, death of the three that I was old enough to remember versus the the most recent one, um, I handled them differently and the same um, just because sadly, the older you get, the more deaths you experience. Mm -hmm. So the more you have kind of the, um, the experience card of like, I've, I've, had to go through this before. Mm-hmm. So I, I know how to like cope with this. But it doesn't make it any easier and necessarily. But that's all. the weird thing is it doesn't make it any easier. And yeah. that's kind of the theme, I think, with all of this stuff when it comes with death is everything is like a, a crux or like a, juxtapos- a juxtaposition where like it it gets easier to manage in a way or be- you become maybe more effective with how you manage it. Mm-hmm. So it gets easier in that sense, but it also gets harder because you're, you're experiencing more loss. Um, and that's one of the things I was, I wanted to bring up and you even alluded to it is you mentioned how you handled it as a child. And I think that's one of the other juxtapositions is, um, I feel like from when you're young to what the older you get every, every day and every loss that you experience, um, it gets easier. Um, 
in the sense, and easier is like kind of a, I think a um, hyperbolic. Yeah, it's word. not, it's like there isn't a good word for it. Yeah, but like you have, you kind of become, uh, I don't know, I don't even want to say you become callous to it, but like you. I actually start to feel numb. Yeah, in a, in a way, um, you become like your brain kind of like puts like a saran wrap around itself. You kind of don't feel, or at least for me, I don't like. I kind of stop feeling. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, and like you just become. Uh, you have gone through enough experiences. Um, you're more emotionally mature, probably. Um, maybe your your spirituality has heightened. You have loved ones that are your, that you're really close with, possibly, and so you have your support groups. So it, it can become more manageable, I'd say, as opposed to easier. Yeah, I like that manageable. Becomes more manageable, but then on the flip side, I think that's one of the hardest things about getting older, is that it becomes more difficult because you've had more time with whoever to build up more memories, mm -hmm. to, to strengthen that dependability upon that person. Yeah. So it only becomes harder. Right. Because you're experiencing more loss. Like that's something I really wish now, now that I have no grandparents, if you're listening and you don't have any grandparents or really not even just grandparents, but maybe a, a parent or a close friend is that one of the things that sucks about death is the further you are removed from them, the more you change, the more you are accomplished, the more milestones you've reached. And you just so badly want to share those with that person that you've lost. Yeah. And you just think, God, I, I just wish you could be here for this moment. So you could see me right now. And I know that depending on what your spirituality is, you may think that that person is with you right now um, in, in another realm, mm -hmm. but physically, like I, I, there's so many times where I wish that my grandparents could have met you or yeah. been there for our wedding or see me move to a new city or whatever it may be. Um, and they can't. So I think that's, that's one of the hardest things is that the older you get, you want those, um, you want those people to share in this and you can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're kind of like going along the highway. And like going to all these new destinations mm -hmm. and having these new experiences, but you have like less people along the ride with you as you go on. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought for a second because I was going to up my feels. But <laughs> when I think about my grandparents, that's something that I wish now that I'm older, I have a hundred new questions for them. I want their advice on so many different things at this stage of life. And then I know that when I get to the point where we have kids, mm -hmm. God willing, or when we have grandkids, I want to get their advice every step along the way. Right. It's not fair that we can't, but that's something that I also wish that we could have had. And that is something now that I'm like, man, my grandma who lived to be in her mid eighties, she was losing siblings. She had already obviously lost her parents, mm -hmm. some of her closest friends. And she was really not the last one standing, but one of the last ones standing. And I think that's one of the it's be so hard. tough things about life. Yeah. As the older you get, all those great things increase, but also all of those 
mm-hmm. tough things and losses accumulate. Yeah. And it's kind of like you start losing everyone who's older than you. And then you start becoming the oldest of your family. And then you start growing this pyramid of people that came from you. Yeah. <laughs> like we were at, um, I just graduated recently and we had like a backyard. I mean, that was kind of a flex, but I just put it in there. I graduated and we had like a party out in the backyard and um, my grandparents just celebrated their 55th anniversary. And my grandma, one of her favorite things is to like, kind of like look around and say, none of you guys would be here if it wasn't for <laughs> me and Papa is my grandpa, um, which is flex. true. Or she's like, except for two people. And it was like Josh and then um, my aunt's uh, fiance. And Oh, and I guess my dad's a three, (laughs) but that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like you can look around and see like 20 people and like, they're there because of you. I think that's such a cool thing. Um, where you kind of legacy. Yeah. Like you, you start out as the youngest and you're a kid and then you like somehow become an adult and then somehow you become the elder and people are looking to you for advice Mm -hmm. and gosh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And I think how I, like, like we were saying earlier, how I handle it now, how I handle life, the good and the bad is I feel I'm, I think I'm more confident with my abilities now than I was five years ago. Mm-hmm. And especially compared to 10 years ago. Yeah. And so I can't imagine by that time, but man, that just, I think that's another thing too, as you get older, you realize how, uh, how brutal life is mm-hmm. and how beautiful life is. It's everything. Whatever life is, it is full on that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you have those day-to-day days, but when you look back and reflect on stuff, you can't have the best of days unless you've had the worst of days and vice versa. Yeah. It gives you that perspective. And that's kind of the beauty of it. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about too, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, but when it comes to coping with loss is closure. And I think that this is probably one of the toughest things when it comes to loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, the weirdest thing I would say is that there's just this finality to it mm-hmm. and you can't eat there's really nothing else like it because it doesn't matter how rich you are, how good your or bad your intentions are or whatever, mm-hmm. everyone eventually is going to get to their final day. And it's kind of this great equalizer. Um, and once you're there, you're there. Right. So I think that's the weirdest thing is there's just all of a sudden this, this lack of communication. Mm-hmm. But then I also think the closure is where a lot of people can really feel the weight of loss. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not closure, it's the lack of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I struggled with the most with those losses that I had were the lack of closure that I had in, in several of those. And that's something that you really just have to kind of sit with. Yeah. And there's no one right way to to sift through it but uh, we're going to here in a little bit kind of give you some um, practices or some exercises 
we always like to have you have some takeaway points, but what are you, what are your experiences with that? With closure? Yeah. Or your Um, thoughts? It was just making me think of the other day we were listening to a new Ed Sheeran song called, I think it's called Visiting Hours. Yeah. And that kind of made me start thinking about it. Um, I I think the lyrics are like, if heaven had visiting hours Mm -hmm. and it's kind of talking about that like if that were possible like if you could go and talk to people who have passed on and like ask questions and it's kind of like this fantasy of you know them not being totally gone and I I think that that like finality like you said Mm -hmm. um makes it extremely challenging especially when we're so used to like honestly like technology like we could reach out to anyone at any time you give them a call you could text them you could facetime anybody but is as advanced as technology gets you like you said it's like the great equalizer Mm -hmm. like we could be we could have holograms but we we, but how like haven't or uh still doesn't have that visiting hours and Mm -hmm. no amount of technology could really accomplish that granted if someone's listening to this in 3060 Mm -hmm. maybe maybe there will be something like that i don't know i Mm -hmm. hope so that's pretty cool but yeah, gosh, it's, it's hard to, to, I think that is the hardest part of grieving is just not having that closure. Um, I know it was really challenging for me when my grandpa passed away because I lived all the way across the country. Um, Mm. so it wasn't like you were close by. Um, yeah, that was, I think the hardest part, but, um, yeah, closure is really difficult. So I want to, try to untangle my brain and my thoughts on this. There's a really good chance that this is not going to make sense. And there's also a really good chance that I lose my train of thought. Cause that's usually what I do. when I'm like really in my head about something. Hmm. So I kind of had two points as you were talking through that. And I think one is communication. So I think we as humans, are operating in a society of that that you have to have communication right Mm -hmm. and typically the way that we um express how we're feeling about someone or something as we're talking through it and i think that's usually a lot of times what people think about when they think of closure it's like having that one last phone call or that one last. I wish I could have told them that I love them one last time. I wish they knew how much I love them or well, I, I wish, wish I could didn't have that fight. Or... I wish we didn't have that fight. Yeah. Those sorts of things. And I think one, you're always going to want one more of whatever. You don't have wish you had one more time to go fishing with dad. Mm-hmm. You wish you would have had one more time um, to watch that basketball game with grandma or whatever it is. Um, and it's, it's not going to happen, <laughs> unfortunately. So that's why, and with all this stuff, the beauty of death is life. And I know that sounds kind of dark and that sounds weird, but it's true, right? Because if you think about it, the, the people that are um, usually most mindful of life and most appreciative of life are the ones that are knocking on death's door Yeah, because they have to face it 
and all of a sudden, holy shit, I'm about out of here. And so now I'm not as worried about money and I'm not as worried about what the latest trend is. And now I'm not as worried about what the newest fight is on Facebook or whatever. They're just mm-hmm. thinking about uh, the, the flowers blowing in the wind and the bees flying between the trees mm-hmm. and the cicadas with their butts falling off flying through the sky. <laughs> Watching the sunrise and the sunset. Yeah. And, and I think going that, on those trips and gosh. Yeah. And so we can't... And sadly, we live in a uh, such a fast-paced day-to-day life that we're not looking at the longevity of it and the 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 simple nothingness that is the most beautiful. Um, so keep that in mind too. That you're always going to wish you had that one more thing, but for those people that are still in your life, they are still in your life, and so enjoy those moments with them, because you really don't know how long you have those moments. And so that's why, and I know that's not easy and it's not, it's not something that you can do every day. I want to live as fully as I can (laughs) on a Tuesday when I have to work from nine to five and then pick up the kids and then make dinner and yeah, got to laundry, do laundry. Yeah. But any, anytime you can squeeze in a, I'm alive moment, do that. Look for those, uh, I'm, I'm alive or this is real or I want to just have a a five minute conversation with mom or a 10 minute conversation with dad or with my sister or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing um, is that you're always going to wish you had more. So make the most of now if you have now. And then the second thing is with that communication, I think a lot of us, when that happens and we pass, someone passes away, you're like, oh my God, I didn't talk to them for a month mm-hmm. or years. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, maybe our last conversation wasn't the greatest. Yeah. Or maybe we didn't have this life-altering chat about something. Or um, I hope they knew that I I love them and whatever. But the thing is, we are books as humans, and we're not pages, and we have to remember that. So. I think of my experience with my grandma, my, uh, on my mom's side, she passed away unexpectedly. And that same week she, uh, had written me a letter and I did not get a chance to call her that week. And I was meaning to get to it and I was going to get to it and life was busy and I had all this stuff going on yeah. and then she passed away. And that's something that I really sat with for a while is God, I hope she knew, um, how I, how I felt about her and I wish I wasn't so damn busy, but we have to, we have to remember that, um, you know, one phone call isn't a make or break thing for good, for good or bad. And, um, a lack of communication for a certain amount of time isn't, the uh sum of all and all of those little moments aggregated over a long amount of time that that makes you and that makes your relationship with that person um so if it's a family member that's older than you they probably changed your diapers (laughs) um they probably uh took you to school or 
Um, they watch you do your homework. It's just all those little things, people. It's not these cinematic masterpieces. Um, it's all those little text messages that you sent back and forth to a loved one or to a friend. Mm -hmm. It's all those times that you got in arguments over stupid stuff, you know? Yeah. But all of those things combined made the relationship and um, a lack of communication or a lack of closure doesn't mean that it never happened, that mm -hmm. that beautiful relationship never happened. So I, I try to urge you to give yourself some grace yes. and um, the ability to just sit back and take a breath <laughs> and to uh, just really appreciate that relationship that you had with that person because um, it was it was a lot of things and not just one thing or one missed thing. So right. that's kind of my uh, slobbering, <laughs> snotty, um, my plea to you is to make sure that uh, you're not beating yourself up, beating yourself up over um, something like that because it's it's not worth it. Right, and I'm definitely someone that believes in heaven, and just thinking about like. Like, oh, I could have made, you know, should have, could have, would have. Maybe I had one more phone call or one more text message. And that, sure, that'd be great. Um, but but I like to believe that if that person's in heaven, like, they know that that you love them. Like, you don't, they didn't need that one more phone call, you know? Right. But it's, yeah, gosh, I, I definitely know that feeling. That's not a good one. No. And it gets easier with time. And I know that's, like, the worst thing to hear. Um, but I have two websites here and these will be put on our page as well. Um, so one of them is 15 ways to cope with loss or tragedy. And then the other one is seven things to remember when dealing with loss. Um, so the, I'll start with just a few of the 15 ways to cope. Um, this is from Healthy Balance. It's from the University of Virginia. I'm not gonna name all of these because I'll have it posted. Um, but a couple of them I think are so important and interject with whatever your thoughts are on any of these, but yeah. acknowledging the pain is huge. That's the first step that they have. Yeah. That's something I don't do. <laughs> yeah. That's something I need to work on. And I think that goes with the second one. And the second one is accept that how you cope may be completely different from someone else. And that's totally fine. I think this is a huge, 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 huge one. Mm -hmm. um, I said this at the beginning of the episode, but you know, if you are not experiencing this right now, you probably know someone who is, and you have to adapt to that person's grieving. Because I know even within my family, uh, there are four of us and the four of us all kind of have our own different ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. And I have to be mindful of that when I'm tending to a family member or to right. a friend. But they're not the same as you are. Yes. Necessarily. Yes. So that's really important too. Um, number three, this is how I tend to cope the best is getting back to a normal routine as soon as possible. Yes, that's me. <laughs> I think that's you even more so than I am. Yeah. And I think it kind of tricks your brain a little bit for me. Yeah. To kind of like think about something brainless. <laughs> so you don't have to feel that pain all the time. Some people would say like, oh, well, you're avoiding in a way, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. why not? You know, sometimes, if, yeah, that's sometimes you gotta do a, what you gotta do. If I get a few hours to not 
full on be about this. It kind of puts you in a different mindset. It gives you a space to take a break from the grieving in a way, if you have the ability to, mm -hmm. and it makes you feel more normal. It feels like your entire world's not falling apart because I still have something. Yeah. Like I remember the day after my grandpa died, I was supposed to be doing like a student orientation, like leading this thing mm -hmm. <laughs> for music therapy. And I was like, they like everyone was like, oh no, just stay home. We got it covered. And I'm like, no, I think I'm gonna not be very good if I just stay here by myself. So I yeah. like why even though I had like black eyes from crying, like I had to be out of my dorm. I couldn't just sit there. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. And and other people would have needed that entire time allotted to just just sitting by themselves yeah. or yeah, whatever it might be. Um some other ones are just taking care of yourself physically, mm -hmm. um, making sure you're moving and, you know, giving yourself some physical exertion because that can kind of make you more tired so you can fall asleep easier at night. Uh, and also emotional well-being being too. Yes. Keeping that communication open. You have to, as much as you don't want to, probably you want to, I, I know I'm someone that kind of turns inward when I'm stressed because uh, I don't want to put it on anyone, but it's, better if you do that you're putting it um out there and helping people or having people help you mm -hmm. um some other ones you know doing it the healthy way so avoiding alcohol drugs and that kind of stuff expressing yourself through writing poetry drawing or music i'm a person that i like to write stuff down so like maybe writing poems or just journaling mm -hmm. i wrote a song when my grandpa died that helped me a lot yeah it's just a way to make sense of it right yeah Cause you kind of feel like, okay, I have this like tangible product here. Yeah. It's not all in your brain. Mm -hmm. And the, the last one is seeking help of, of professionals. That's one I cannot uh, recommend enough. If you have the ability to talk with someone, um, gosh, it does wonders. It makes a huge difference, whether it be counseling or whatnot. The other website is the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, and it's called Coping with Grief, Seven Things to Remember When Dealing with Loss. I think this one is so impactful, and not that the other one isn't, but I think a lot of, a lot of times when you're going through something, it's what are the actionable steps I can do, mm -hmm. and that isn't necessarily tied to your emotional well-being or your like mental state. It's just like, what can I do physically to kind of keep the, the cog turning kind of keep myself distracted or whatnot. But if you kind of sit down for a second and think about yourself as a person, these are some things that can really help you uh, allow yourself the permission to feel these things. So mm -hmm. this one's so powerful. The first one, it won't feel like this forever. And that cannot be said enough. Yeah. And that definitely doesn't feel true in the moment. No. <laughs> in the and moment people, you're like, screw you. Do yes. not tell me that. Like you almost, I feel like kind of angry. Like, okay, yeah, sure. Thanks. Like that doesn't help. But it, you have to remember that. You gotta tell yourself that. Yeah. Nothing is permanent, good or bad. So whatever you're going through, if you're going through the highest of highs mm -hmm. or the, the worst days of your life, you have to humbly remind yourself that this is not forever. So either enjoy this best moment as, as much as you possibly can, mm -hmm. or to keep pushing through the, the lows because it will get better day by day. The second one is you can handle it. Even when you feel like you can't, I know that 
God, going through some of those losses, sometimes I would just tell myself, make it through today. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, make it through the next hour. Make that's all you have to do. Yeah, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, then reward yourself by, you know, taking a break or going on a run or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes it's just those milestones and you really have to break it down, like you said, by the day, by the hour, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And having faith in the system it's gonna it's going to get better even when you can't see it (laughs) being gentle with yourself is really important some people think oh god i should feel better by now because Mm -hmm. so and so didn't act this way or everyone else has dealt with this or you kind of normalize everyone else getting better with it and you tell yourself that you should be on a faster time frame everyone's Mm -hmm. on different time frames And that kind of goes with the fourth one is thinking of things in cycles and not um, lineation. Mm -hmm. God, that like the yeah the stages of grieving. People sometimes think it's a pyramid or like a line. Like it's like okay, I'm on step one, and then like oh now this must be step two, now step three. But it's like no, one day you could feel like fine, you know, and then the next day you're crying every five seconds. Yes. And then when you start to feel fine, you can maybe start to feel a little guilty that you feel fine. You're like, oh, I shouldn't feel fine because that's just happened. And, you know, and it kind of goes back and forth and back and forth and all around. Um, yeah, I like that one a lot. Thinking cycles. Yeah. And that goes again. So much of this is just giving yourself permission to like feel crappy sometimes, but then to also mm-hmm. like make uh, notations of the growth mm-hmm. that's happening and sometimes the things that can really trigger those cycles are dates of mm. things happening or some kind of sensory input like a smell or a place yes. or yes. some kind of plant or you know it could be anything um and being okay with yourself if maybe you, you kind of revert back to five years ago how you felt or 10 years ago um because that's normal yep Oh yeah, there you go. Um, and that's that's <laughs> number really number five. <laughs> Your feelings are normal. Yeah. <laughs> so just be mindful of that. Number six, grief can beget meaning. And that's what I always tr- try to do. Not always successfully, but I always try to challenge myself when things are going well or horribly, they're happening for a reason and I can get something from that. And as horrible as the loss of my grandparents were, I learned a lot about myself and I um, gained a lot of perspective Mm -hmm. that completely changed my outlook on how I interact with people and how I kind of process life. So um, if you're experiencing loss, Mm -hmm. look for the lessons learned throughout that. And that may not be in the moment, Oh yeah. It may not be in the moment and you're just trying to, to manage, but if you're coming out of that or you're on the other side of it and you want to kind of reflect on that, um, I'm sure there are things you can take away from that too. Yeah. Lessons learned, perspective gained, strength yeah. acquired, every, so many different things. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is just, you're not alone. So that's the most important thing with any of this stuff is if you feel a certain way, you are not the first person to have felt that way and you won't be the last. Mm-hmm. And so whether that be reaching out to friends or family, whether that be joining groups that focus on these sorts of things, whatever it may be, just know that you are not alone. And there's 
there's something to be said about being in the presence of someone or of many people that are sharing or have experienced that type of um, thing that you're going through. Mm -hmm. And there's just kind of this instant sense of respect, connection. Oh, immediate connection. Yeah, because you have that common grounds and you have that empathy built up. Yeah. For like, oh, okay, they went through something that I went through. Yeah. So that's a lot of stuff. And um, there's plenty more things that we have not discussed too, but that's just kind of how we, uh, you know, think through it. Is there anything else that you wanted to kind of uh, say or kind of your nugget of wisdom before we log off here? Oh gosh, I don't feel like I have very much wisdom, but. Get out um... of here. (laughs) Okay, basically what I'm saying is tell something really, really smart before Um... we get off here. I just think it's pretty cool how we transitioned from cicadas <laughs> to tears to now laughing at the end. I know. So I think yeah. that's pretty impressive, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> Gosh. But yeah, I would just say when it comes to this topic and when it comes to every day, don't take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Recognize the beauty and this and the simplicity of stuff. Um, so whether it's uh, the leaves falling in the fall, um, if you live in a place that has that, um, or you know, grass growing or rain on asphalt, or just like those really simple things, try to look up from your phone every once in a while just to see life happening around you, mm-hmm. and you'll be thankful for it. Um, be thankful for the relationships that you had um, and those losses that you've experienced and also be cognizant of the current ones that you currently have and continue to make those memories with those people that are still in your life. Um, So that way, when it's all said and done, you're going to be so um, thankful for all those memories made because that's what life's about. It's, It's about the memories made and you're the maker of those memories. Mm-hmm. And love yourself too, because life's too short to be hypercritical about you or how you grieve or how you look or anything. Like, especially how you look. That's something that I need to work on personally is like criticizing okay. like my body or things like that. And it's just like, just think about your body as a, as like a vehicle for you to experience life. And that's pretty cool. So like, don't like, even if you have a pimple on your nose or, you know, whatever it might be, like, it's still pretty good, right? You still get to live life and feel that rain and hear those cicadas screaming outside. (laughs) So, yeah, I think sum it up, go live some life this week. (laughs) And with that, we will let you go. Watch out for cicadas if you're living in the cicada zones. If you haven't, look them up. Talk to you next week. Peace.